right, everybody. We are back after a couple weeks off. Get, you know, not not quite used to it, but we're we're entering our summer stretch. Get used to it. Jeez, oh, <laughs> that hostile dick. I am Paul Russo for Fresh Takes with Russo and Felice. Cross for me, as always, man, myth, legend himself, Nick Felice. Nick, how you doing today? You're looking fresh over there. I gotta say, like, not 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 you know playing the toilet, but you just look fresh over there. Yes, Paul, I am Nick Felice, uh, your ESPN correspondent. Um, are, you, are you breaking news to us? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got this shirt, you know, back in when my dad bought it back in 2013 when we were down there for Miners Baseball. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, this is episode 109, Paul. It's going to be a good one. Uh, I'm sh- sure, uh, you know, we're, we're both doing okay. You know, the Heat in the next one, one playoff, one playoff game combined. So, uh, which we'll kind of get to anyway. Yeah, you know, we're we're doing all right. We're we'll try and get this. You know, normally we're a fairly quickish podcast anyway, right? Usually in and out somewhere between the half hour, forty five minute mark most weeks. But uh, not gonna lie to you, with it being the summer, we had to turn the AC off up here, obviously because yeah. of the noise. Nick, I'm already sweating. Yeah, one thing I'll say is uh, this isn't the the hottest it's been. No, there's been some hot ones, but it's get used. We're gonna gotta get used to that. I mean, I sweat anyway. I can't really complain. I sweat anyway. (laughs) But you know, it's gonna be a good one. So glad you guys are watching, tuning in, listening, doing whatever. Hanging around for uh, twenty minutes. Yeah, about that, but. Yeah, NHL playoffs first, NBA playoffs then, then a topic that Nick didn't love off the bat, but then realized what we're actually talking about with them, the Yankees. I know, Nick, you're thrilled over there just seeing them struggle. You know. You know. You know, I just, you know, you know, back when I was a kid, you know, there was, you know, there wasn't much else in life, you know, other than watching sports on TV. So, you know, I hated the Yankees more than. I mean, than, there's more than that right now? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I found other interests during the summer. I don't have to, you know, watch the Yankees. No, I'll never be a Yankees fan. But you know, it's it's not my whole life. You know, trying to root for them to lose. But to answer your question, yes, I am very happy to see this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have anything? We usually do some sort of like weird soft open. I don't, I don't, we don't have too much to talk about outside of what we got. You know, no, not much. Uh, Big Brother will be back here soon. Yeah, no, about a month away, give or take it. Yes, right after days, July Fourth. So. Um, Excited for that. Apparently, some shakeup to the see- to this year that they haven't done before. I don't know what really they got. But. I'm excited to see. Um, big news today. You know, we're big both Ricky Fowler fans. Sad and to, sad to seem to make the U.S. Open today. Gosh, it's tough being a Ricky because Ricky is my favorite golfer. I mean, it's he's a good guy. It's been a rough. I think he's the nicest guy in sports. It's but. been a rough about two and a half year stretch. Yeah, really has. So I hope you know he can get back on track. And yeah, we all hope. Um, but if yeah. Phil can do it, Ricky can do it. Oh, we, and we just made you know a, a personal big announcement. Oh, we that's are, true. We yeah. are going to Pittsburgh. First trip there for me. Your first trip, even though I went to college an hour and a half away. <laughs> yeah, first trip. We're going to a Pirates mm-hmm. game. Mets. Right after the Selfishly, break. I want DeGrom to be pitching, but, you know. Yeah, if you want to see zero runs from probably both sides. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. It's a really good point. Hopefully weather holds up. Uh, I'm excited. Pittsburgh, I mean, you look at 
you know, the the baseball baseball skies, right? Like Pittsburgh's one of the classic ones, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I've been there so many times I don't you know, I don't take it for granted, you know. I just been there so many times. It's just it's a great stadium. Huh? You're gonna love it. Speaking of great things and loving it. The Stanley Cup. Nick, you've been paying attention to some uh, uh, playoff yes. hockey here. Yes, the Lightning uh, yeah. are trying to close them out tonight. You're right, they're up 2-0 right now. Oh, they, we won. We're moving on. Breaking news. We're, we're to the Eastern Conference, or whatever it is technically called this year final. Who are they facing? The They'll Central? be facing the winner of Boston and um, the Islanders. So No, that's the East. You guys yeah. are the Central. Yeah. The Discovery East, or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> <laughs> or Mass Mutual, I don't know. The North. But I'm looking forward to that. That, that would be good. I'm, I'm happy we're back. Happy to be back. Anyway, though, I really want to actually start off with the upset special team really going on on either side of the de facto winter sports right now with the Montreal Canadiens. The Habs out here just playing um, fantastic puck first. But let's take a look, about, look at how they pretty much got here. Season started off on a high note, dips in the middle, comes on strong at the end, plays against Toronto, gets down in the series early, comes thundering back to win 4-3 against uh, uh, what will now probably become maybe not meme-worthy team in the Maple Leafs, but now they've haven't they're fifth they've lost like 15 in a row of playoff deciding or on go or go home games. Not looking good for one of the most historic franchises in all of the big four sports, obviously. But then Montreal comes on, plays against another upset special team in the Winnipeg Jets, upset the Edmonton Oilers, and they sweep the Jets, who people pretty much picked across the board to beat the Canadians. It's been a wild ride for them up north. For Definitely the something to see Edmonton go down. Well, yeah. I mean, you got two top two. I mean, you can make the case that they're the two best players in the NHL with uh, McDavid Drysdale. and Drysdale. I don't think we pronounce his name right, but <laughs> it's, I think it's Drysidle. Drysidle, yeah. I mean, you can make the case that those two are the two best players in the league. Yeah, and they're pretty much wasting away their talent there. Um, either way, not not to dwell on that too much, but I mean, what are your thoughts? Because I this this Canadiens team is they're they're making a case for some history here potentially. Yes, well, the good thing about them, they are not on the side of the Lightning, so that's good. True, yeah, because the the Canadian Conference is in the de facto Western Conference this yes. year, and uh, you know, I'm rooting for Vegas still. You know, I don't mind the Lightning. Uh, Vegas Lightning would be a pretty cool finals. Uh, you know, I'm rooting for Vegas. They play Colorado, right? Yep. Tonight. And, you know, who's Puck, Puck I, dropped 10 minutes ago. And the Islanders are up 3 2, right? The. Yep, Islanders are up 3 2. And, you know, the Islanders have been good for the last few years. I mean, they have starting to put it together. It's. That would be an interesting. Uh, would you um, would you be nervous playing the Islanders or the Bruins more? As a Lightning fan, uh, personally, the Bruins, um, 
just the way that we both end up playing against each other tends to just be a freaking physical blow-for-blow game series at that point, obviously. Are they calling that the Eastern Conference Finals? I don't know what they're calling it. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to... Canada's going to be able to play. They're going to the United States. Yep, the border is opened up for the NHL. And then they're just... They're not going back. I think they're opening it up so teams can go north. So they get a home game. So, yeah, I think they're opening it up the way to where teams can come and go, and that's it. Hmm. That's good to see, you know. Uh, you know, I think, you know, it's definitely been an interesting year for the NHL just because, you know, you played the same teams all season long, you know. Uh, so this is this is different for, you know, the Lightning to play these other teams that they haven't seen. Um, well, they have because you played your own division the first two rounds. So this next round is the first round, the conference finals, whatever. Is the first time that you will play a team that you haven't seen this year. So it's interesting to see how these teams, you know, how they prepare and how they play out. You know, Lightning improve it. They're the best in the Central Division. Uh, but, you know, we've talked so much about how the East is so good. And, um, you know, these guys, you know, it's been so deep, the East that they've played great, tough competition all season long, where I think it might prepare the Islanders or the Bruins better against this Lightning team. So definitely that plays a factor. It's a competition level that they've played all season long, getting ready for this while the Lightning, I don't know, not taking any offense to your division, probably not as tough as the East was. So, you know, I'm not calling them cupcakes, but it was kind of, you know, it was not tough for the Lightning to get to this round, the third round, the conference finals. But, you know, I think you got some interesting teams there. Got the Lightning. You got the Bruins and the Islanders. I think if you get Vegas in there, I think you got some great storylines. Um, you know, Canada, like you said, the Montreal's there. Um, it should be interesting. It's not what you predicted, Paul, because you predicted the New Jersey Devils to go not. to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. I, I need think we need to roll the tape. Uh, um, yeah, I, I I'll be honest. I haven't seen much of the NHL. I haven't really seen much of the NBA either. I uh, so other much, than the Knicks, you just completely destroyed what my next follow up question is in the hockey realm. <laughs> I like to hear it still. Uh, but you know, ever since, I don't. I think since the Knicks got eliminated, I don't even know if I've seen an NBA playoff minute since. Maybe I'll check it out. But I don't know. Just enjoying the weather right now, Paul. But you know, still got these sports here. It's a little late. Usually they're over by pretty close now. I mean, I think the finals, NBA finals, starts like at the start of June. Stanley Cup will be getting close to being over right yeah. now. So. Summertime. Come on, get these winter sports done <laughs> and let's move on. But that's that's all I really have. But congrats to the Buffalo Sabres winning the lottery. That was pretty cool. Uh, you beat out a team that hasn't played a single game. Can't wait for them to completely burn another talent. I honestly think the NHL lottery is more rigged than the NBA. Because if it wasn't, they would have given it to the crack in 100%. <laughs> I think so. I think it's, you know, Buffalo, they're about to lose their star. Eichel, he wants out. Give him another one. It's not Eichel's fault. 
Don't go blame him. Don't go, don't go that No, way. to blame Bills fans. Yes. They treat the Sabres with the same expectations of the Bills, and that's just wrong. Anyway, I've noticed personally, of course, I said, I put this in the thing, and the Lightning only win 2 0. Have you noticed it's been a high scoring playoff? No. Look at some of the games, for instance. You have like a 6 4 affair the other night with Carolina and Tampa Bay. Here's just the rundown for the Bruins and Islanders series. Game one, 5 2. Game two, 4 3. Game, game three, admittedly, 2 to 1, right? Game four, four to one. Game five last night, five to four. Where are these one nothing games? That's what I'm getting. At. I thought playoffs were these down and out whatevers. Avalanche Knights series, seven one, three two, three two, five one. And then in the sweep, five three, one zero, five one, three to two in that Jets Canadian series. It's been nuts. I don't know if it's just kind of like fatigue at this point. Like, goaltender-wise, obviously goaltending, it's got to be up there with, like, at minimum, like, top three most strenuous positions to play in sports. Probably number one. Like, in all fairness, it's probably number one. I mean, outside of probably major league catching um, and probably, probably, like, center in the NFL. But I'd probably put center like number three out of those three. For what? Like What's most it? strenuous positions. Yeah. Like, like goal. I think goaltending is probably the most strenuous position. Like, I don't know. Where, like, just obviously, I know you said you haven't been paying fully attention, but do you think, you know, probably a little bit of fatigue at this point? You gotta think a lot of these goal, yeah. especially playoff team wise. When you think about it, right? Think about a team like teams like the Lightning, the Bruins. Um, you know, Win- Winnipeg last year had a run in the playoffs. You know, the Hurricanes, capital teams that have been in the playoffs and been making runs the past really three years even. And then you go just to last year alone, short turnaround into this year with a practically full season fatigue. I, that's the only thinking that I have. Is it's got to be just fatigue at this point. Well, I don't know guys. if you know this, Paul. I am a former goalie myself. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Intramurals at Cuca College. I was a four-year goalie for floor hockey. And, you know, two two career shutouts. Uh, <laughs> and uh, one-time finalist my senior year. But it's a very stressful position. I actually love playing hockey. I probably can only play goalie because I have no stick skills whatsoever. But goalie is very stressful especially if you're on a terrible team and you have no defense (laughs) it is shot after shot and you're just trying to save your life out there but it's very stressful um definitely i say out of any sport i've ever played just you know playing you know pick up whatever most stressful position no doubt about it you know i can't imagine playing in the most important games uh ever you know in that playing that position because the game relies on you. I mean, you can blame your defense all you want, like Tim Howard, you know, USA Soccer. Uh, you know, he he didn't have the best defense, but he's the one that's in front of the goal. He's the last one that usually, you know, the puck or the ball goes by. So the whole game's on you. You got to be the best. It's your goal. Don't let anything get by it. And yeah, it could be very stressful, and the fatigue could definitely play a factor. And you know. I gotta say, it's 
it's definitely, definitely, definitely tough. Definitely tough position to play. I think it's probably. I've never been a kicker. I'm terrible with my feet, but I gotta think it's pretty. I think it's more. I don't know what it's like to be a kicker. I have no idea, but I say those positions are very similar. The game relies a lot in you, goalie, kicker, closer in baseball. You know, what are the other sports? <laughs> uh, you know, can't really say in basketball. Basketball is such a team sport. Maybe the point guard, but guy who handles the ball. Uh, you know, it's just it's tough. It's tough being a goalie. Uh, as you see, you know, definitely the goalies aren't playing the best in the playoffs. Like you just showed the scores, but mm-hmm. yes, fatigue definitely plays a factor. And now are, are these playoffs is spread out as usual. Yeah, they're like the every other day format mm. in the NHL. I think NBA is pretty much the same too. I think what every other day slash two days. So. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because the NBA they need more days <laughs> off in the NHL, but that's just yeah how it plays. Speaking of the NBA, Nick, let's head over to the NBA. I had to reload the bracket there for a quick second. Boy, oh boy, was it a rough one, especially for my beloved Miami Heat. I don't, even remember, bubble, I don't even remember bu- them. The bubble burst for both them and the Lakers. That's right. I had to make a bubble joke. Even I had to. Um, I mean, it's, you know, you can make the case. Obviously, there's a lot of, uh, if you want to call it chalk for the most part going on in the NBA playoffs. I'll allow that because it has been. But it hasn't changed the fact that there's been some really interesting storylines throughout the playoffs. Um Let's start, obviously, with the bubble burst teams. Lakers aren't going to be defending their title, obviously, um, any longer. Um, Can say what you want. Really, at the end of the day with them, it came down to injuries and lack of depth for them. Um, For the Heat, just probably, for sure, not as good as advertised. Um, Sucks, especially for me being a fan, but it is what it is. so we'll start there, I guess, Nick. I know for you, obviously, you know, you just said you weren't able to pay too much attention so far through the NBA playoffs. Um, obviously, your main focus with you for first time in practically a decade, we'll call it. Nick's being in the playoffs. Um, you know, what are your takeaways so far with, you know, the team, with the bubble bursting teams? It's been, like I said, a fairly chalk playoff. Uh, but that doesn't change the fact that there are some storylines to kind of pick out here. You know, for instance, the Hawks, you have to give props to the Hawks. They are rolling right now. Um, they seem to be the upset darling at this point, if you want to call it that, over the Sixers with obviously Embiid's injury, but with how good they just are playing right now. Yeah, it's tough. You know, the only upset seed-wise in the first round was the New York Which Knicks. I don't really I – I never call seed play, games like that. Like in the NCAA tournament, for instance, where it's like that 8-9 matchup. Same thing with like this. It's hard to call matchups like that. A Especially when they have the same record. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, who did the Heat beat in the conference finals last year? Was it Celtics? Yes. Yeah, so the Celtics, Heat, yeah, Lakers. We, no, was it? No, it might have been Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee was the first. Oh, no, it was. Yeah, it was Boston. We beat the Nets, then the Bucks, then the Celtics. Yeah. So Celtics, Heat, Lakers, and I believe it was Nuggets were the other team. Yep. In the conference finals, and the Nuggets are the only ones still playing. And they had to go seven. Yeah, and they had to go 
Seven, or no, they went six. six. They went six. My bad. It's all right. But it's just like I don't really think. It's, but I mean, they are they are down one zero against Phoenix already. Yes. Um, I don't think it's a big. Um, I don't think it's a a big deal to me that you know those were the last four teams playing and they didn't have much time off, especially the Heat and Lakers, even less time off. Till now, playing now, I just I don't really put too much into it. But you gotta you gotta consider it because it's true. Because those teams looked, you know, we've talked about fatigue. They looked fatigued in those uh, early playoff rounds. Um, you know, I I don't know if it's the main reason. I think the main reason um, the Lakers missed the playoffs is because Anthony Davis got hurt. But uh, well, that that like I said, for them, that's probably the main. Well, one the Really, one A of the situation. Miami, I have no idea. I can't believe they didn't win one game against the Bucks. I have no idea what happened. Maybe you can help me out with this. You know, it's a beautiful hat you got on today. <laughs> you never explained that. What is that hat again? Miami something. So this is the Miami Marlins City Edition hat, uh, honoring the Havana Sugar Kings. Better not a little bit. So the show fans. Hold on, let me let me take it off. I'm not afraid of the hairline. I recognize it is what it is. Right, so there we go. So the logo honoring the Havana Sugar Kings with, um, as my camera decides to uh, have a bit of a moment. <laughs> but MM, Miami Marlins, obviously. Wrong way. The Swinging Fish logo. And the colors are uh, obviously honoring the Sugar Kings as well. So just uh, honoring yeah. really the Cuban culture, Cuban baseball history uh, linked to Miami. Cool. But Miami Heat. What what happened? What, what what do you think was the reason? Not to, not, not to only it, lose, but to get really like blown out. A lot of it falls on on Bam. Um, Nick, I'm only the camera on you because my camera's kind of taking its time catching up. Okay. At the moment, um, a lot of it has to do. Bam didn't play up to his potential. Um, and really. Um, Jimmy Butler did not. He didn't. He didn't play well. Um, a lot of plethora of things. They need to go out. Uh, to me, they need to figure out what to do with Tyler Hero at this point. I don't know if that's letting him go, resigning him, uh, not resigning him. Um, but if they can still get a valuable piece out of him via trade, do that. Resign Duncan Robinson. Um, you know what Duncan's going to give you. Is he even Clay Thompson? No, not even close. But you want to know who he can be. He can be your cornerstone three guy. Does Plays really, really well outside of his own capabilities for the most part. Like Kendrick Nunn pretty much let the market decide what to do with him. He's a free agent. Uh, he's not worth, in my mind, $15 million a year to lock up on. And... Do your best to try and get a free agent. I mean, there's nobody really. Pat Riley calls it whale hunting. There's no true whales this year. Yeah. But hey, maybe you can go out, try and get a Bradley Beal. Try and maybe get you know to me a CJ McCollum. I CJ McCollum's gonna be a big player, I think, across many different teams here. Uh, try and maybe get a CJ McCollum and see what happens. Do you think the Heat would have done better if they were playing the Knicks or the Hawks because they just missed out on them? Hawks, yes. Knicks frightened me to hell throughout the year. 
Um, not to toot the horn on this, but I was high on the Knicks all year. I said on the podcast that they'd make the playoffs. I didn't think that roster was that bad, and they certainly exceeded even that expectation. And shout out Thibodeau, um, coach of the year, and D Rose. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to face. I oh. I would not want to face the Knicks. Um, I think they just ran into a hot. hot they they team. they really did. I mean, and what Trey Young did is absurd. Um, this is certainly at his moment, his peak at the moment. So we'll see how well obviously. Yeah, this is the out. biggest he's ever been in the media. Yeah. And uh, but a lot to build off on. You know, kind of sticking with the theme here, but a lot to build off on even for the Knicks. Though this is a really great year. Um, yeah. What are your hopes for them in the off season? Point guard, obviously starting point guard. Get Rose back on the bench. Well, they have to sign everybody. I mean, not like not sign everybody, but. They literally have no one on the team right now besides the rookies and Randall and a couple guys. Uh, actually, I think that's rookies, Randall, not the rookies. I guess like, you know, Knox. But you know, there's just all these guys they have to sign. It's like, I think number one is Rose. Obviously, signing D Rose, getting him back. Uh, they're gonna get Taj Gibson back. That would be cheap. Um, I think Alex Burks needs to come back. And I think Nerlens Noel needs to come back. Um, uh, and then there's Bullock. There's Bullock. I don't. I think they're going to lose out on one. Bullock sounds like he's committed to come back, but you know he had a really good year this year. Same with yeah. Burks. And they're only going to have to pay probably one of them uh, to the to the price that they're probably who willing you, to who pay. Who would you rather want? Because I know who I'd rather want if uh, I'm the next. I'd take Burks. I agree. Yeah, I'd take Burks. Just because Burks is more committed to being a... I think he's better versatility-wise, too. Yes. And, uh, you know... And then, obviously, Peyton's going. Peyton's going to go to some other team. Um, You know, he he did a great job for us. Uh, I don't like to hate too much on him because, Mm -hmm. you know, he had some of his moments this year. It's just... It was tough to put him back out there in the situation where he had no confidence right now to play in a playoff game where they needed to win some games. But the goal is to get a starting point guard this year, this offseason. Um... Heard Kyle Lowry, heard big, if you want big name, they'd have to make some moves and get uh, Damian Lillard because mm-hmm. Lillard's been wanting out. Um, I'm telling you, the, the, the name to watch out of Portland is going to be McCollum, I think. For the Knicks? I think just in general. Yeah. It's it's, it's tough when it, well, it's like mm-hmm. you, could, you could potentially get Lillard and then you'll get McCollum because obviously it's just such a big drop-off, but... You know, we'll see what they do. They're going to get somebody, whether it's DeRozan, Lowry, somebody. Um, I heard Schroeder. Schroeder's, good. Schroeder's not bad, but he's not that much better than Payton. Eh. What about a guy, say, like a Shea Gilgis Alexander? You know, he's he's just not very well known, but he is pretty good. He is pretty good. He's really good. Mm-hmm. He's just, uh, you know. You know, I didn't really know a lot about Alex Burks until this year, and he, you know, he surprised me a lot. Big fan of him in 2K. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the goal. Point guard because, you know, Barrett's there, Randall's there, Robinson will be back. Obviously, one of the guys they sign, you know, either Bullock or Burks will play that position. And then you got, it'd be nice to get a good point guard and have Rose come off the bench because I think Rose is better as a bench player. But he had to start because Peyton had no confidence. I personally would have had Frank play Peyton's minutes because Peyton didn't play that much to begin with. I would have had Frank playing, Frank Nikolina. 
I believe they have to sign him again. I think he's restricted. I think they can match his offer or something like that. Not totally sure on the contracts, but we'll see what they do. I'd watch out if I was Toppin or uh, Robinson because they would probably be the number one you know, trade pieces for like, a guy like Lillard. I mean, Lillard is going to cost picks. Definitely going to cost one of them. I'd even watch out for Barrett. I would because it's going to take a lot to get lowered. I'd watch out. Randall's untouchable, but it'll be interesting. It's going to be a fun offseason. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say I'm rooting for the Hawks because I just don't like the Sixers. Look, I don't, I don't really – I'm not a big Trey Young guy. Um, the fact that we, I don't like the way the Hawks kind of play – I hate the Sixers enough that I'm, I'm pulling for the Hawks. <laughs> yeah. And I hate to say it, and you know, it's going to be tough to beat the Nets. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's, it's, I've, I've told Pat, like, he really needs to hope that they just win the title at this point for his own sake, or else I'm just... <laughs> As we need to remind you, Pat, Paul's younger brother, Pat, is a Nets fan. Regular on the show, pretty much. <laughs> yes, he is a Nets fan. Before we get out of here... Couple minutes on the West at the moment, because um, that's ten to where the Wild play is being played right now. Admittedly, yeah. it's um, not your most high-profile teams. No um, predictions, kind of going forward to get to the conference finals. It's hate this, you know. It's the four seed. It's still a four seed. They're yeah. worse than the other teams, but it's the Clippers to lose. I think really. I think it's the Clippers to lose. Because they got the names, they got the flashy names, they got you know L.A. Obviously, wow. they're trying to prove something. The Clippers, I don't think, have ever made it to the next round, the Western Conference Finals. You know, they've been ragged on about tanking to that four seed. People say they could have been what Denver is, the three seed. Obviously, Phoenix and Utah were putting up really good seasons. Hard to catch them, but I think it's the Clippers to lose. The other three, well, obviously, the Clippers have a lot to prove. But Kawhi's been there. Paul George has been to a conference finals. Okay. Playoff P. <laughs> I'll just say Kawhi's been there. Kawhi's <laughs> done it. He's done it with multiple teams. He's done this. This ain't his first rodeo. For guys like, you know, the Rudy Gobert Mitchell team, mm-hmm. the Devin Booker Aiton team. Yeah, Chris Paul. He's Chris Paul hasn't really done it. He made one conference finals, got hurt. Mm-hmm. Could have potentially be Golden State that year. Probably would have. Yeah, if Chris Paul didn't get hurt. And then, of course, Jokic, yeah, they made the Western Conference Finals. But, you know, not to rag on the bubble. Well, you do bring up a good point, bubble. though, with the Clippers. Because Clippers also have a guy like, say, Rajon Rondo, who's there yes. in the bunch. Yes. You have one of the Morris twins mm-hmm. who's been there. You don't know who it is, do you? <laughs> Does anybody know? I think it's Marquise. It's Marcus. It's Marcus. Either way. Dicks represent. Either way. I mean, you interchange them out. You're not going to be able to tell the difference. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I think the Clippers lose. They all have something to prove, but... Those three up-and-coming teams, like the Suns, the Nuggets. Nuggets have been here. The Jazz have even been here. The Suns are up-and-coming. But all three of these are championship up-and-coming teams. But I think they're just all playing for second place because the Nets are just too loaded. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's going to be the typical NBA again where the super team wins the championship. But if you want me to predict, yeah, do tell. I don't know, man. I, I like the Suns. I do. But I think it's the Clippers. I'm going to pick the Clippers to get to the finals. I think Kawhi is just... He just... He just... 
doesn't seem like he cares out there, but mm-hmm. he's just he's good. I don't know. I've I've picked the Clippers before and they let me down and I'll pick the Clippers. I just think the I think experience, experience out of Kawhi leading a team, I think he's gonna do it. I don't think they're gonna win it. I think the Nets are gonna win it, but it's just stupid. It would it'd be it'd be something. But I am picking the Clippers. Over the Suns. Interesting. I like the Jets. I'm giving I'm yeah, the Jets. I Jets mean, got a lot of players I like watching. Gobert. Mitchell. I'm a big Royce O'Neal guy. Yeah, good bench. Boya. Angles. Yep. Clarkson. All right, Nick. Although the people, I think, rather see me start off for some reasons, I want to go to you. Only because I want to get your laughter out of the way. Go ahead. I'm not much of a laughing guy, you know. I've, do your do your thing. I've here. done one stand-up comedy routine, you know. As a com- comedian, you know, you're not supposed to laugh. You know, you're supposed to keep it in, keep a serious face. But it is pretty funny, you know. The hitting is not good. It's terrible. It's terrible. Garrett Cole can't cheat. <laughs> uh, Aaron Boone still has a job. Somehow, some way, um, you know, rooting for Tyon uh, hasn't really. He's been all right. He's starting so, to come around. So so, Kluber was nice for one game. Jesus. <laughs> uh, Serino, where is he at? Severino, yeah. rehabbing. Re- rehabbing still. He's for- officially no. He just started last week. Okay, okay, he's coming along. But man, that lineup. When I saw an article that said Yankees lose star, I didn't see it. My dad was actually telling me about this, but he was just like, who the hell is the Yankees star they lost? And it said Aaron Hicks. And you're like, he's not really a star, but to this lineup, he is a star. <laughs> Losing Hicks actually was a big loss for this team. Like, Gary Sanchez project needs to go. Uh, old I've d- never been more right on somebody than Gary Sanchez. Yeah. I mean, what was it? A couple years ago he bet, like, like close to the Mendoza yeah. line or under it. Yeah. Just a couple years ago, he was bad. Um, so this isn't like it's new that he's struggling like this. An old door. Ugh. Um, I just had, I mean, and Stanton and Judge just like, what's their averages? Judge is like near 300. Yeah, I Judge thought, like I thought Judge was one. doing good. But what's Stanton? Stanton? Stanton's like 260-ish, so for him it's good. What's LeMayu? Like 250. Like he's, he's struggling. Well, I have a theory on that. That's struggling for him. I have a, a LeMayhew theory. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. No, no, no. I, I want to hear this theory. So, I, the, my LeMayhew theory is based on Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt being out, they need a hole at first base. They tried to go with Mike Ford. Didn't work out well. Um, they have Chris Gittins up, but they haven't. I think they've only played him one game. So, I mean, the right side of the infield is Odor at second, LeMahieu technically out of position at first. And I think that's kind of causing some of the problems for him at the plate. He's struggling. At, it's not so much that he's struggling in the field, but he's, playing, he's, he's, out of, uh, he's out of his comfort zone, admittedly. So I think that's causing a little bit of trouble at the plate. Yeah, let me see these averages. So, it, it, I don't know. It, they're, they're all over the damn place. What's up with Luke Voigt? He's coming back. Just started rehab today, actually, officially. So that will be when big. When did he get hurt? Uh, before the season. Yeah, he hasn't played this year. No. And he had a great year last yeah. year. So it will, it will be big when he gets back. Um, where's great, Where's Bird? Japan, I think. <laughs> I'm I'm not kidding. Like, I think he's in the, the Central League there. Yeah, I might get a lot of service here, but um, 
you know. I don't know. I mean, it it it's it's kind of like infuriating as a Yankee fan. Even though, and you can back me up on this because I did say it on the podcast. Like I did not think this team was as good as it was advertised at the start of the year, even. Yeah. Although, although, in all honesty, at this point, how much can you really pin on the pitching when the offense just is not producing enough? Has there been woes in the pitching staff? Absolutely. I'm not going to sit here and act as if it's whatever. I mean, Garrett, Garrett Cole in his game started this year is, well, is six and six. And that's not his record, obviously, but the Yankees in that in that stretch are six and six. The Yankees, when they give up five runs, are 0 and 18. They're the worst in the league when it comes to that. Something's got to change, and I I don't know. I know people are calling for firing Boone, and I mean I'm I'm there with you, but I I don't know how much of this is just on Boone at this point. The way that they the way that they operate the system. Clover's been doing good. Yeah. But he's hurt. He's probably more than likely going to get transferred to the 60-day DL if he has Montgomery's all right. I mean, Montgomery's doing what you what you need Montgomery to do. Cole's DRA is pretty good. Yeah. But, you know, the, the way the Yankees are structured, yeah, it's just it's, the it's tough to blame everything on Boone only because of this is the way things are structured. And it's something that I brought up a few years ago before, you know, the Yankees kind of got back going on an uphill swing again. You know... Is Cashman just kind of overplaying his cards or, or what here? Because, like, I don't even know at this point. Like, I would have traded – like, Gary needs to go. In my mind, and I don't care if I get backlash for this from anybody. I really don't. Glaber's got to go in my mind. He's been struggling. I mean, he's not a shortstop. You can't kick DJ to an R position. Like, I don't know what else at this point of this team you can do. Like, I just don't. You don't have anybody really top-notch in the farm system at this point that you can kind of go to. They still can't beat the Rays. No. Can't beat the Red well, Sox. We can, beat, we can beat the Rays. We can't beat the Red Sox now. It's not like that Red Sox team. The Red Sox are, you have to admit, they are playing over their heads still. But they're clearly still a better ball club than the Yankees this year. They just are. Like, you can just tell. Yeah, I mean, you got to keep in mind this Yankee team is still an over 500 team. But the expectations of this team, you know. But how many, they've already played, like, I think half their slate against Baltimore. Yeah. On the year. But the expectations of this team in a weak, like a very weak American League was to run through this league this year and get to that World Series. It was considered a wild card at worst year. Absolutely. And now, I mean, it's still early. I know it's June now. We're, we're into the third month, but it's still early. You know, there's plenty of time, but you know. Well, here's the key thing with the Yankees. They're behind Toronto. Here's the key thing with the Yankees. Or Buffalo, sorry. The Yankees should actually be thirty and thirty. They should actually be right at five hundred based on the X win loss, and that kind of takes in the different factors and stuff. So they really should be sitting at five hundred. Their run differential is minus four on the year. Yeah, it's not good. Um, yeah, just not not good at all. Not um, for an over five hundred team. Yeah. Um, and even then, they're when they play teams that are below five hundred, they're sixteen and nine. They're sixteen and nineteen against teams that are below five hundred. It's gonna be a struggle for them going forward. Like it just is. 
And unless they get changed, I don't know. And I don't even know what they can do. Like I, when the trade deadline comes, if they're even remotely in it at that point, you don't have anybody in the farm system. You can really trade away outside of like, and, and this is the part that kind of pissed me off with all of this, right? So you keep Gardner for whatever reason. And what does it do? It pretty much costs Talkman, who is younger, who is at this moment better than Gardner, his job on the Yankees. You ship him for a bullpen arm in Peralta to the Giants for, like I said, that bullpen arm in Peralta has been mostly used in games where you're down. It's not like it's an arm like a Zach Britton arm, who once he comes back, and luckily he's now at AAA rehabbing, so he should be back up in the big leagues in the next 10 days. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's just tough. It's tough. I mean, they're sitting two and a half back in the wild card, but I mean, in order for them to get to the wild card, they have to jump Toronto in their own division. They have to jump Boston alone in their own division. They've been losing Toronto too this year. They have to jump two teams within their own division in order to do that. You know who they're also behind in the wild card right now? Cleveland, a team that everybody thought was awful. They're sitting at five games above 500. Cleveland's run differential is minus 15. But you want to know what's saving them? Their pitching staff. Their pitching staff's actually not that bad. They're beating the teams more consistently below 500 than the Yankees are. It's just, I don't know. Then there's teams, like, right next to them, you know? Yeah. There's not that. Well, the, yeah, the, I mean, look at the teams right behind them. And I, this is not a knock on the other teams, right? But Kansas City and Seattle come out of the gate pretty good, and they fell back to earth where people thought they would be. But now they're coming back, you know? And Mike Trout's team. Without yeah. Mike Trout. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just... It's a t- like think about a team that we all pointed at like a couple weeks ago, saying it was awful in Minnesota. Minnesota was only seven games back in New York, record wise. Who they're playing tonight? Yeah, and they're losing two nothing. Yeah, but they do have base load and one out. So, <laughs> I just I don't know. You think it's gonna be a frustrating summer? I think so. This is not gonna this is not gonna stop. No, it's gonna continue. Gonna be continuous. Just be a rough. Do you think this is a playoff team? No. No, not not, 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 not the way they stand. No, it's nope. what it is, Yankee fans. It's I don't know what to tell you. It's just Garrett Cole came in last year, right? Yep. It's just you can't rely on him every five days. I mean, other people got to step. Well, up. yeah, you you have to rely on him every five days, yeah. though. I mean, that yeah. your ace, you rely on them every five days. Yeah. yeah, you do. But the same token, your ace also has to rely on your offense showing up every now and then. Right, that's why you have a guy like Degrom, the most dominant pitcher of our lifetimes. I don't care what anybody says. He could be. He is, well, at least for us, he is. Right. I mean, I can't speak to say like my dad, who was alive and kicking with Bob Gibson and Kovacs. Nolan Ryan. Yeah, exactly. Steve Carlton, right, as well. But but for our lifetimes, ninety four, ninety five. I mean, the two are probably Degrom and Pedro. And at, I mean, at this point, I'm probably taking Degrom. Like, Degrom's putting up numbers that Pedro couldn't even do in, a, in that '99 season. Where and you, know, you might see Degrom in person. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. I'm starting to sweat copiously. All right, We're pretty man. much done. Yankees. Who are you shouting out today? Uh, you know, a couple of casuals, just casual shoutouts. We've been talking about our trip to Pittsburgh, July 16th to the 18th. 
Shout out my good friend, college friend, Josh Langley, and my brother, Matt Felice, who will be coming on the trip with us. Josh is technically a Mets fan. They're playing the Mets. Not really a Mets fan. I mean, he is, but he's not a baseball guy. But, Paul, looking forward to it. You, you look forward to it? Absolutely. Shout out, I'm Josh so and happy. Matt. Should be a good time. I hope I can meet Manny Sanguian. He should be I clicked on the wrong one. Oh, we're starting <laughs> over. <laughs> we're not, it's not ending, Paul. My bad. But that's 109 episodes in the books. Paul, tell us what we tell us our fans what. We're, I'm glad you asked, Nick. They should all like, share, subscribe, do all the fun stuff that makes Finger Lakes one the top thing in Finger Lakes area to get your news, sport, weather, all that cool stuff. You want to know what, Nick? We'll catch him here next time on the Fresh Shakes podcast. We're so at the least.